Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Heather's Heart, the podcast. And I have with me the phenomenal Stephanie, Stephanie Ross, who has written an amazing book for women. Stephanie, please tell the people the name of your book, how they get it. It is Ladies, What Kind of Man Are You Going to Marry? It is a guide to help single women align with their God-ordained husbands, and it can be purchased at Amazon. Tell us, Stephanie, what was it about singleness and marriage that made you want to write this book? This book really, I tell you, it's all the Holy Spirit. It literally was something that was deposited into my spirit probably about three years ago. And it's just this, this book, like Single Women and the, the Ministry of Single Women. And it's just my, my passion, my assignment for such a time as this. Uh, you said the ministry of being single. Talk about what is the ministry of being single? So singleness is not is nothing wrong with being single. And it's just, I think, just having that support of other single women and just knowing that you're not in it alone. You're not by yourself. You're not the only one that's experiencing singleness. So just having other support around you and knowing you're not in this alone. It's just the ministry of it. It's the ministry of it. And I want to add to that. I went to a conference one time and what they told the women, they told us, you're not, it's not that you're single, you're just unmarried. And they asked us if we could even change our verbiage of saying single, because the connotation that goes with it is something that can be negative. And so um, it does make it a little easier to say, I'm unmarried. I'm just, I'm not married yet versus you know, just, I'm single. But for those of you who are single, this book is essential because what mm-hmm. Stephanie does is she's defined marriage according to the Bible. She also shows us, okay, what does, which man do you want to marry? Don't marry this one or that one. And it's based off biblical characters. Um, Stephanie, what I want you to do real quick is define marriage for anyone who's listening right now. Tell them what marriage mm-hmm really is so marriage uh we always come back to the word of god to find the definition of marriage and god's uh what he says about marriage it never changes it's always going to be the same and so the definition of marriage is in god's word if you want to truly know what marriage is you want to open god's word up and you want to read what god says what marriage is god likens marriage to his bride which is the church and so we want to always go back to god's word to really get the true foundation of what marriage is because man will say one thing but god's going to say what's in his word and that's what we want to go off of what god's word says about marriage what god says about marriage i know in the book you mentioned that it's a holy covenant that it is a holy covenant yes a holy covenant and it's, it's righteous it's a righteous bonding um, yes. before the Lord. And I think right. that, you know, I've been married before. So, um, mm-hmm. some of the mistakes I made was not understanding right. how righteous of the covenant it was and really how much of an oath it was, not just to right. uh, my ex-husband, but to God that I was making a holy covenant, not just with him, but with God. And right going through divorce, I had to learn, um, mm-hmm. I had to deal with things inside of me and be able to, um, see how pure marriage is in the sight of God, mm-hmm. how wonderful it is in the sight of God. And for a lot of us who are single, either divorced single, or you've been single for your entire life, learn what mm-hmm. a holy covenant is, because when you get in there, you got to know what it means. So what yes. are some secrets that helped you as a woman, Stephanie, 
to be able to have a wonderful marriage? So for me, I learn. I'm always learning. I glean from the things that God says, you know, from his word. And it's just me understanding who a wife is and what does that mean to be a wife? And what does it mean to have a husband? What does that word husband mean according to what God says? And, you know, a lot of people, they do rush into marriage and they don't really sit there and study it and understand what marriage really is. Marriage is a gift from God that he gives to people. And so in this gift, we don't want to just take it and just treat it like it's just some ordinary thing that's been given to us. It's a gift from God. And so for me, learning what marriage is and what that true meaning of what it is to be a wife and what it really means to have a husband. People really want things so badly and not understanding what it is. And that could be anything in life, wanting things too badly and too quickly and not really understanding what we're wanting, you know, to what, we're, what, what, what we really want. Right. What do we really <laughs> want? Figuring that, that out. But, um, what I was going to say, there's one excerpt that you have in the book, which really stood out to me. And you said, ladies, enter into a marriage with a man that already has a clear vision of what his yes. assignment from God is. And so right. that really hit me. Like, yes. I was like when I got married before, I got married because I was I was pregnant. And, you know, in the church, you if you're in yeah. a leadership role, what I wanted to say was, about how you talked about entering into marriage with a clear, with making sure that man has a clear vision. How does a woman find a man who understands God's vision for his own life? How do we, how can we as a woman dictate, well, not really dictate, how can we tell that that man understands who he is? Yes, discernment. Yeah, absolutely. So you really want to always be in prayer, be prayerful, but you want to really have a conversation. You never know where someone's coming from, from a distance, unless you really sit down with that person and have that conversation and get to know what he believes in, what he stands for, where his dreams and his stuff, you'll never know. So just really having that conversation and saying, hey, you know, you know, what's your assignment? And, you know, has God given you a clear vision of what it is? Just talking and have that conversation. A lot of women lack the conversation that is needed to understand these things and to find out where these men are coming from. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Even, even I'm thinking like um, one of my friends told me, she said that we yeah. as women, we fall in love with potential and we but, see no. that man has the potential. And so we mm -hmm. fall in love with the idea that this man can be this, can be this great vision in the end. And right. in all actuality in marriage, you have to fall in love with fruit first. Right. It's the um, fruit. It's the fruit. You got to look for the fruit and the signs. Um, yeah. And if there's no fruit that's being that's coming off the tree, then right. you're just falling in love with potential that may never right. come to fruition. Well, we, meet, we meet people right where they're at. So if you meet that's them good. at potential, that's what you're going to get potential. But if you meet a man that already has a clear vision of what his assignment is from God, then that's where you're going to meet him at in the very beginning. So I talk about in my book how Boaz, he already had that feel. You know, when, when Ruth when she when they were joined together he had a feel he was providing for Ruth he wasn't potential and I'm gonna get this one day and maybe Good. no we don't want to do that we don't I see a lot of successful women who already have and then they find these men who don't and it's not our job to tell them what they should be doing and what their assignment is and that's not our job we shouldn't try to carry that weight that's that's a good point that's a good point Mm -hmm. I think 
I think, I think that yeah. we sometimes want to be more than mm-hmm. what we should be right. to the man. And so Absolutely. we don't let God really deal right. with them because we're right. trying to pull them. Let me pull you this way, honey. Yeah. Let me get you this way. You know, yeah. and we got to let God do it. So what has, what has helped you let God be your picker as far as when it comes to a mate? How did you submit to just this, uh, this like, I'm going to let God lead me in this area of my life? I surrender to God's will. It's always a surrender. It's always wanting what God has. I surrender. I was, I'm like, God, let your will be my will. And it's, it's just walking in a life of obedience and according to the will of God, like doing things that are, you know, God calls to be holy just as he is holy mm-hmm. and try to live a holy life. is just, it's just where I'm at. What got you to that place? Were you always there or? No, we're we always, we're always pressing. We're always pressing. So we're never, we'll, and we'll never be fully, you know, it's, it's just always a daily thing. But to me, it's just like, when you get fruits, they're not overnight fruits. Those fruits come, they come in season. They don't all, we don't all get all of the nine fruits at one time. They come over time. Yeah. And so it's just a time of just the fruits coming, studying God's word praying meditating fasting it just takes time it does take time and i'm not i'm not i'm not fully there all you know there's i'm, I'm an imperfect person trying to live by god's perfect word so i'm not perfect no mm, and and it's okay and i think yeah. that that's the biggest thing it is okay to be where you are as long as you have the heart right. to evolve and pursue yes. maturity to pursue, right. to pursue the fruits, as long as you're actively pursuing God, God is going to line those things up. Um, I just Absolutely. believe that. I just believe, it. at least I've seen him do that in my life. Um, one thing I wanted you to discuss was 1 Corinthians 13 and 13, where you mm-hmm. discuss three things that are needed in marriage. And you mentioned faith, hope, and love. Um, right. what, is, what does that look, what is a marriage that has faith, has hope, has love look like? Because I think that one of the things that that hurts us is that we don't envision what this, what a godly marriage even looks like. Right. So help right. us, if I was a mm-hmm. single woman and I needed to know what a marriage with faith, hope, and love look like, what would that look like? It's all going to go back to Jesus Christ. As I say in my book, it's a foundation. It's a marriage where your foundation is built on Jesus Christ. If that is the foundation of a marriage, you're going to have those things, faith, hope, and love, because Jesus is, is the foundation of your marriage. And we know that those things can only come by the Holy Spirit. So those things right there, you want to make sure that you're with a man who is a believer. I talked about that. I did a, um, a, a Facebook Live, and I talked about being with a man that is where you're equally yoked with. And a lot of women get with men where they're unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And so then you're not going to find the faith and the hope and the love if they are unbeliever. But if they're um, if they're a believer and they have a true tr- uh, relationship with Jesus Christ, those things should be there. Those things should definitely be there. They, they should, should be there. there. They yeah. should be there. Um, yeah. You you we have to find men, or we have to really put ourselves in an environment with men who right. already have possessed these attributes. Absolutely. And I, and I think that would make it a lot easier because a lot of times it's just right. the environment. It's the environment mm-hmm. we're in. We don't put ourselves in that environment where we can see, where we can mm-hmm. see fruit and yeah. we know, oh, you know, 
you know, th this is what this should look like. This is what this is supposed yeah. to look like. Well, a lot of women, you have a lot of Christian women who have evolved and they're at this place of holiness and they're at this place where they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but then they pick the wrong people who don't. And so they become unequally yoked with these men. And that's where the problem is really coming in too. You can't fix people. We can't change people. We're not the Holy Spirit. Uh -oh. So we need to make sure we get men to who are, are are trying to live a life that we're living and, and living holy and, and that are a believer and Stop aligning themselves with men who are not believers, who have no relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, and that's just really what the issue is with a lot of women. You said we are not the Holy Spirit. We're not the Holy Spirit. No, <laughs> we are not. We are not the Holy Spirit. We are, you are your individual self. And right. I think when we, like, as we said earlier, when you take on more responsibility than right. you're supposed to, then mm -hmm. you cut off God's ability to really maneuver in that man's life. And even in your own life, because yes. really marriage is truly, it is a journey of trust. You trust right. each other and you trust in God. And as right. you trust together, right. you allow God to break off any yokes that may bind to you or anything Absolutely. that you go through in that experience. Mm -hmm. And one of the beauties of marriage is that you can go yeah. through fire and come out of it. Yes. And not even smell like smoke. Smell like it. Don't look like it. Look like <laughs> it. Nothing. Nothing. You know, and, and, that, and that's true. It really is. I agree. I'm telling you, you know, um, my, my parents were married for 22 years. Oh, wow. They, they divorced for 15 years and then remarried. Um, wow. God took them through a crazy journey. And, oh, wow. and now to be back married, they look at marriage completely different because mm -hmm. most of the time those things right. aren't restored like that. Most of the time mm -hmm. when a divorce happens, that's, that's it, right. you know, other separate ways and they may remarry someone else, but God brought them back together. And she will yes. tell you, it was yeah. trusting God. She yes. trusted God more right. second time around than the first yeah. time. And she's actually yeah. reaping the harvest. Oh, she's wow. That's awesome. She's reaping the harvest. Yes. I, I will say there, to me, there's two types of women. There are women who have dated men that were wrong and they've had enough. And they know that there, there's more to just what they've been in a relationship with. And they know that God has someone that's better for them. And then there's these women who continue this cycle of being with the wrong type of men. And maybe they don't know any better. They haven't been transformed. They haven't had that personal development transformation where they say this is ridiculous mm -hmm. and they may not know who they are I always talk about how women knowing who they are and whose they are and I feel like when you realize that and a woman figures those things out yeah. she's not gonna settle when she knows that she's the daughter of the most high God and that Come God on. wants abundance for his children and better yeah. for his children she's not gonna settle any longer no, no. Mm -hmm. you get to a place where it's like I've, I've put a lot of, I've invested a lot of energy in God and, yes. and in myself. And it's mm -hmm. like, you just can't settle. You, you yes. just can't, like, it's, it's not yeah. worth, it is not worth going through yeah. hell. It's just not. And it's not something yeah. that God ordained for. God didn't ordain right. us to experience that type of stuff. No. He ordained it for it to be beautiful. And as you said, a holy covenant before him. And I think that we just got, we just have to deal with ourselves. There's really, to be honest, I feel like that women really just have to deal. We got to deal with us. And yes. maybe, because I see a lot of posts where a woman will bash a man, 
you know, no. and it, it's like at the end of the day, he's somebody's son. Right. He's possibly, right. he's somebody's father, possibly. And yeah. at the end of the day, we as women just have to deal with us. Just deal yeah. with you and I what you know. have going on and allow God to really give God. you a heart of flesh. Allow That's God right. to work on the trauma in your heart. Allow God to work on you so that you can still be loving even Absolutely. when that man doesn't deserve yeah. it. Or so you, you can discern. You can discern. And a lot, a lot of times we discern, we only discern, we only discern what we want to discern. Right. And right. we discern through the eyes of hurt. Our eyes mm -hmm. are through hurt. And so oh, we got to be careful. We got to be careful because there's a lot of women who willingly put themselves into these relationships and they know better. And so what happens is now they're experiencing trauma and now they have to go get deliverance. They have to go to the altar. They can't sleep at night. They're not eating because they put themselves in this trauma and then it's a relationship that God told them in the first place they didn't even need to be in. So a lot of times things are self-sabotage. We got to be careful who we align our spirits with. And that's a lot of the issue. And when you're dating, make sure, make sure that they have a real relationship with Jesus Christ, not a fake one, not wearing a mask, but they really do know Jesus is their personal Lord and Savior. And I said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And people, women have said, well, how do I know that he's, it's just what he's saying. You know, and I tell people, if the heart is the, is the will of a man. And so it rules us. So whatever is in that heart, it's going to come out through the person's mouth. If it's evil in his heart, he's going to speak evil. If it's good in his heart, he's going to speak good. And so yeah. that's how you really know is to have a conversation. What is he saying? Is he being mean to the waiter? Is he cussing people out? Is he talking about things that are carnal? Like, listen to what that man is saying. And that's pretty much your clue. That's going to give you the... That's, <laughs> that's going to give you a good yeah. clue, yeah. All yeah. right, so... In the in the book, you give descriptions of a man like Abraham, a man like um, Jacob. Talk right. about the different figures that you use in the book to show mm -hmm. us what not to look for, uh, what not to choose, right. and what to choose. So I have a chapter in there. It's don't marry the wrong man, and um, I use Judas as the man that it's the characteristics of these men that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so I used Judas and Judas was the one that portrayed Jesus uh, for a few several coins. And I talk about in my book, how he walked with Jesus for three years. And from a distance, you couldn't tell the difference from him, from the other disciples. But as I say, Jesus knew because he even said that one of them was the devil. And yeah. so I talk about how Judas was wearing a disguise. And that's what you see sometimes. And I say how you have men and I hear women say, well, they go to church. Going to church means nothing. Absolutely. If you have not been transformed and you, yes. if there's no transformation that's taking place in a person's life, going to church means absolutely nothing. So Judas was with Jesus for three years, you know, and so there was no transformation that taken place in Judas for three years. And I say how he was, he knew that Jesus was a deliverer, but yet he was never delivered. And so we have men that they know that Jesus is a deliverer, but yet they're never delivered. And so you want to make sure that you don't align yourself with a man like Judas, who he's, he could be clergy in churches, what I say. He could be on the choir. You know, it doesn't matter what they're doing if they're not transformed, if there's no fruit, if no change is taking place. So he was the one that I used. And I used someone like, uh, as you want to marry, I used um, Caleb. And I like yes. Caleb because Caleb was a man of faith. You know, Caleb was the one that, you know, 
he was like, we can take this. You know, God had given the, the, the children of Israel this promise. They had arrived at the promised land after all these years of wandering. And then you have these, they sent the 10 spies and we know the story. But Caleb, out of those uh, spies, he the, the, the 12 spies, but 10 came back with a bad report and two came back with a good report. And Caleb was one of those two. So I like Caleb because you want a marriage where the man can say, no, we can do this. If God says it, we're going to do it. If God said we can do this, we're going to take it. We're going to believe God and take him at his word. Um, so, yeah, you want a man to have the characteristics of, of Caleb, who when y'all are at that crossroads and it's like, no, I'm going to believe God for what he said and we can do this. And then you've got Judas, who you probably would want to stay away from guys that have um, characteristics of Judas. I think that having those conversations, which is what we've, yes. what we've been talking about this entire time, yes. is truly just getting to know people before yeah. before feelings happen, yes. before a date happens, yes. before, I mean, honestly, build some type of relationship. And when I say that, you like, don't a wanna, you don't want to linger too long, though. You don't want to linger too long if you, because what I'm saying, we have spiritual discernment mm -hmm. you know, with the Holy Spirit. So we want to pray for it. Maybe it is low, ask God to increase it. But mm -hmm. we don't want to linger somewhere too long because mm -hmm. that's going to cause a problem. If you have a couple conversations, we should know, even in the first conversation, that's already a clue of where he's coming mm -hmm. from, what his belief should be. It shouldn't yeah. take that long to figure out where someone's coming from. So you don't want to linger there too long. No, no. Okay. <laughs> ask no, the right no, questions yeah, and get out. <laughs> We can't take it lightly because um, something really rough happened this morning in our community here in Kentucky. Um, a young couple, um, young, young and married, had their first kid, doing well, you know, from the outside looking in. But this morning, he shot her six times, then shot himself. And no one, and from the outside looking in, you know, this looks like this picture perfect right. couple. Right. It looked like the, it was the marriage that all of us wanted. And then mm -hmm. turn around, I mean, need, neither one of them are here. And I, I yeah. don't think that we really take, take, it, take marriage serious enough to do our due diligence to make sure we right. follow God. Now, did... It, am I saying that she made just a bad mistake? No. But what mm -hmm. I'm saying is that we as women have to take relationships serious enough that we make sure we don't partner with the wrong right. people. Right. And, and I talk about that. I talk about it in Second Corinthians about what do believers have to do with unbelievers. And we see women who are believers and they actually entertain men that are not. And you cannot do that. You can't entertain someone that is not a believer. You know, uh, it's 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16. And the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked um, together with an unbeliever. And we have women all the time because they think they can change that man. They think that they can, you know, for some reason, when they marry him, he's going to automatically become this, this just praise and worshiper man that he wasn't yes. before. You know, and I know a woman was saying how she married this man and when they got together, he she thought he had changed, you know, and I was like, no, he didn't change. He just put on another disguise. He That's never it. changed. Yeah. So we got to be very careful who we align ourselves with, you know, and that's just, we got to be in prayer. Do, we do have to be in prayer and I'm, I think too it comes to down to a support system too mm -hmm. and making sure that you have right. people around you who can who will question you and say hey 
Yeah. Look, and they'll be involved in some of that to help you make the right decision. I know my, my mm-hmm. pastor likes to be involved mm-hmm. in that stuff to make right. sure that the men and the women are right. truly prepared for marriage. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. In chapter two, so, something that really stood out to me was where you talked about Adam knew that Eve was his wife upon meeting her. Right. You right. When he met her, he knew who mm-hmm. she was. Why is that important for us to know? That shows you that Adam had a connection with God. Yes. That he was able to recognize Eve because he had that connection. And so you see men now, if they really have that relationship with Jesus Christ, if they really have the Holy Spirit that's, that's indwelling in them, when they see you, they should know automatically that you are their wife. And that's what we see happen to Adam. You know, God brought Eve to Adam. He wasn't like questioning who is she and what is she. He knew exactly who she was because he had that relationship with, Jesus, with, with God. The Bible says that when a man finds a wife, he has a, he finds a good thing. good thing. And a lot of women don't know that they're the good thing, that these men are blessed because we have now come into their lives because we're their wives. Now they have obtained favor from God and a blessing from God. And women don't realize like, hey, I'm the good thing because I'm with you. Now you're blessed. Now you have favor from God. Yes. But women want to, it's they always want to prove to the men who they are. And it's like, we don't need to do all that. We don't just, like I say in my book, just stand right where God positioned us and Ooh. let God do the rest. Yeah. Say that one more time. Say that just one more time. Just stand right where God positioned us and let God do the rest. Where yeah. God, stand right where you are. Stand, and like we right, are. stand right where you are. Yes. Knowing who you are. Let me add that knowing on there. Who knowing who you are. I see women, they can do everything good. They have seven figure and six figure companies. They do everything good, but they mess up when it comes to relationship. That's the one part in their life where they can't get it together is the relationship. And we need to do better as women, as women of God, we need to do better. And it comes to that, we know who we are and whose we are, that we are the daughters of most high God, you know, that we have purpose, that we have an assignment for God for such a time as this. For such a time as this, for such yeah. a time as this, because I truly believe we are in the season of manifestation. Yes. We're in a season yes. of seeing God's promises unfold. And if we don't know who we are, and if, yes. we, if we connect ourselves to things that yes. God has not called us to connect ourselves to, we will miss this. Oh, we will mess. miss it. And I don't know about you, but I'm not missing yeah. nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. No, no. Nothing else. No. I want everything that God has for me. Every promise that he's ever promised, I want it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, women, I'm telling you, women, it, you know, again, it's like women feel like when they get married, they, they've done something. They, they have this husband now, but that's not really the case. The man is the one that should be saying those things. Oh, we're married. I have this wife. I have favor, but it's like the roles have reversed and it's just this thing in women where they don't really know how powerful they are in that marriage and what they bring to that marriage. That's right. That's right. We we bring something to the marriage. And we bring bring stability to that man. We we help him in in physical, spiritually, uh, emotionally. We bring all that to that marriage that where he didn't have all those things before. You know, it's like Adam, God brought Eve to Adam. And I always say, I feel like if, God hadn't have done that. Adam couldn't have fully did what he did. Like he couldn't have fully completed his assignment without Eve. He needed Eve. And if God thought that Adam could do it alone, he wouldn't have brought Eve to Adam in the first place. So we are joined with these men. We're helping these men. Yes. We're helping them. We're bringing something to them that they didn't have before. Like That's I said right. in the book, God, you know, 
everything God made was good, but it wasn't until he looked at Adam's loneliness where he saw that it was not good. So God brought Eve to Adam. So when God brings us to those men, we have come, we've quenched their loneliness. You yes. know, it's so much that we bring to these men that they didn't have before. And we need to understand that it's women. All we're bringing to these men when we marry yes. them. It goes yeah. back to Proverbs 31, where it yes. lines out what it lines out yes. what we're supposed to do for that for that mate. It does, it lines awesome. it all out. Um before we get off here, I want you to talk to the single woman mm-hmm. who has have failed relationships. Mm-hmm. Give her some hope and then let her know what your book, how your book can change her, can help her. So we know failed relationships, it's, it's okay because, you know, we know better, we do better, right? And so we have to have sometimes people in our lives who come with the books that I've written, who's come with the wisdom and the teaching that maybe they didn't have before and you have these things now. So failure is not always a bad thing, but we don't want to continue in that cycle. That's right. where the problem comes in. And it's okay that you failed a couple tests, that's fine, but just not to continue in that cycle to study and to do better. So next time you take that test, you pass it. So I would say just stay and stay, stay grounded in God's word and know that at the appointed God, if you stay faithful, God will bring that husband to you at that appointed time. This book is for women. I'll tell it's mandatory. If you are a single woman and you are desiring a God or day marriage, not just a, a marriage, not just a God or day marriage where you want God to be the matchmaker, then you need to get this book because it really goes back to what God says marriage is. And what the principles of marriage really are, not so much what the world says, because the world's definition of marriage is so different from what God's definition of marriage is. So we want to always stay in God's word. But yeah, you if you're wanting to get married, please get the book because it really I glean from this book when I read it. It blesses me also. And so I will tell any single lady that before you enter into the institution of marriage, that you want to make sure you get the book and read it. Read yeah. read the Bible. <laughs> Read the Bible and read the book. Read the Bible. Read the book. This is awesome. Stephanie, it has truly been a pleasure. And I want to tell you, thank you for thank writing you. that book because it truly has helped me just to examine, yeah. just examine oh, the small things in myself yeah. and see. I saw a lot of my growth, but mm-hmm. I also saw some areas where I need to tweak, where I need to let the Holy Ghost okay. do some more work. So <laughs> Because you know we we are clay and we're on the potter's wheel. Yes. But uh, yes. I, I yes. thank God. I truly thank God for you, and I thank you for this thank book. You. Is there anything else you would like to add? How how can people follow you? Tell us how. So can- I'm on Facebook and I am on Instagram, and I'm under my name Stephanie Ross. So you can find me on those two social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And then also, where do they get the book? They get the book at Amazon uh, and you can purchase it there. It comes in ebook and print. Also, you can call me directly if you would want to at 706-750-2054. And that's my direct line. Do you do any speaking engagements? I do. I do. I do speaking engagements. I, I do women's empowerment. I do all of those things. So That is excellent. That's phenomenal. Yes. That is phenomenal. So everybody, please go and support Miss Stephanie Ross. The book is entitled, Ladies, What Kind of Man Are You Going to Marry? A Guide to Help Single Women Align with Their God 
ordained husbands, please make sure you go on Amazon right now. Download the book. You can do the Kindle or you can just buy it straight out. It will come straight to your front door. Please go and support Stephanie Ross's. Ladies, what kind of man are you going to marry? A guide to help single women align with their God-ordained husbands. It is all about living in the God-ordained season of your life. Not the permissive will, but the perfect will of God. God is aligning everything up for you right now. So go ahead, get the book, tell somebody about Stephanie Ross because she will show up where you are. She will meet you right where you're at. She will come and speak at whatever conference you have. So go and support her. Go and support the book. It's all love around here. Heather's Heart, the podcast. It's your girl, Heather LaRue, signing out. I love you. Stay tuned because next Monday I have something special for you. And it's called, I'm Learning How to Bow. All right. Love you guys. Have a blessed week. Ladies, gentlemen, if you know a special guest whose story needs to be shared, please send them my email address. It's Heather. Dot LaRue at iCloud.com. That's Heather. Dot LaRue at iCloud.com. Or you can also give them my Instagram. It's Heather's Heart Lead on Instagram. Heather's Heart Lead. Share the word, share the story, share the testimony. Please let someone know that they can share their story here. Be blessed.